0: Good day listeners, Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. What's the difference between alone and lonely? Is there a healthy aspect to being alone and understanding who you are by yourself? In today's episode, Stephen and I dialogue about the topic of aloneness and why we need to be okay with ourselves by ourselves. We also talk about the difference between aloneness as a healthy thing and isolation as an unhealthy thing. We explore some questions that help us better understand how to embrace aloneness, such as what scares you most about being alone? What does it feel like in your body when you're alone? What could you do that would be healthy when you are alone? It's okay to be by yourself. We hope this episode helps you navigate this topic with confidence and hope. And for more resources to help you on your growth journey, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And of course, we would love it if you would rate and review the podcast after listening, because this really does help others to find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken, and we exist to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. All right, let's dive into today's conversation on aloneness and identity. Well, Stephen Cervantes. Hey! Good morning.
1: good morning. Jonathan. How are you, sir?
0: I am doing good, and um, we are in our new office, and so Yay. I'm kind of excited to have this new space where we can do the podcast. And um, You know,
1: I thought I was the old wise one. I'm looking at you, your glasses, your beard, you're looking like the old wise one. My sister told me last
0: weekend when we got together for a little family reunion, she says, uh, she told me these glasses make me look very um uh, a psychologist you know so i was like i don't even have the degree and I, i'm looking like a psychologist
1: professorial exactly you know yeah. yeah like really smart today so i'll be the student and you be the teacher
0: i don't know about that but i am excited about this topic because Good. we're going to be talking about um aloneness and maybe the alone place and and when i first saw this the thing that i thought about was it took me back to when i was just in the throes of my addiction okay. and and really there was this great kind of irony that was being played out in my addiction and that is that um in my in my heart of hearts i really i really desired to be known like i desired mm. to have you know real friendships people that really could like we'd say all the time, no one loved me, right? Yeah. But the irony was that everything that I was doing in my addiction was leading me just into deeper and deeper aloneness oh. and loneliness. Oh. And so um, it, I think today when we talk about aloneness, I, I think it's important that we recognize there's an aspect to being alone that is maybe we could say dangerous and unhealthy. But there's also, I think what we're going to talk about today is like, can you be okay with yourself, right? Alone.
1: Alone.
0: (laughs) So why don't you tell us kind of where Uh, this came from? So I'm
1: going to ramble a minute and then we'll take off from there because it's like alone versus lonely, okay? I think of alone meaning one, singular. Mm -hmm. I am alone on this planet. I am all alone. There's only one you. There's only one me everybody is unique so we're all singular and alone and i think that's how the creator made it so that we could have dialogue with him right Mm -hmm. in the quiet what are you going to do so so i have a couple of thoughts about alone one we are alone now lonely is different lonely is the emotion to go find friendship Mm -hmm. so when you're feeling lonely that means go get around community But alone is part of our health and recovery and sanity is because who really understands you? Who thinks like you? Who was raised just like you? You know, who has half your mom and half your dad genes? Who Who on the planet? You're it, right? So we better figure out how to go through life alone well or alone is going to be the tormenting place. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, and, and we may get into the, some of the nuance of this because I can already imagine some people out there, especially those who, who you know know their theology, right? Okay. And that is, hey, first two pages of the Bible, God said it's not good for man to be alone, mm. right? So there's a, there's an aspect of this that we've got to kind of parse out, right? That says there's an aspect of aloneness, like Ooh. we said, that it's like you weren't made to be totally separate from community, right? right. And yet. You are going to experience your life in yourself, like you said, as one. Yep. I, even in my marriage, guess what? I don't meld into some kind of other being. Right. I'm still me. And so there's a sense in which that's, I think, what we're talking about here. Can yes. you, can you learn how to be your, who you are on, on yeah. your own, so to speak? Um, and, as, and be okay with that. Cause I think there's a lot of aspects that play into that that can, you know, push us off into unhealthy
1: places. And so the alone part is at peace with self. Yes. Right? That's yeah. really what we're talking about. Can you be alone and be peaceful and restful and even joyful? Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard this line, and uh, I, I want to run it past you, and it goes, I love God, and I hate me. Mm. And I thought, how's that going to work? I love God. <laughs> But every time he's not around, it's quiet, it's just me. I hate me, and I hate on me, and I hate what I I just hate me. Then what's the opposite? I love God, and I love who God made me to be. And I love walking in God's love. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather be a part of love with God than me hating on me. And in the alone place is where the tormenting occurs. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well,
0: and that idea of I love God and I hate me, well, that's already like a major disconnect. from. I mean, we're made in God's image. Mm. So there's a sense in which you cannot completely detach yourself from the fact that you, God is your creator. So to say I, I love him, but I hate me, is you can't really separate it like that. Because <laughs> to say I hate me is to say something about actually how you feel about God.
1: Because, as he made you, <laughs> he made you, and he gave you the uniqueness, right, right, right. yeah, and to say i I don't like my uh, bad behaviors, my negative behaviors, my sinful wrong, okay, I oh, get yeah. that part. Yeah. But to separate your, your behaviors, right? Yeah, I feel like what from, we're
0: talking about here a lot is is going to weave into what we talk all the time in this ministry about identity, right?
1: Yes. Just knowing who you are and the goodness oh, of that. And, amen. And resting in that and being okay. that. And I think the more you go into that, then this idea of being in the alone place. Yes. It, it, there's an ease
0: there. There's a rest there. You don't have to have this anxiety or panic about being alone.
1: Yes. And, and we're jumping in and out yeah, of the yeah. topic, but, but what, what you just said triggered, if you could be peaceful in the alone place, it'd go a lot better. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if, if alone is where you're scared, then we understand why everybody wants to be distracted from being quiet with themselves and media and entertainment. I mean, everywhere you go, you see people somewhere else on their media. Not being alone well with self. So just I've got a bunch of thoughts, and I'm going to run them by you, and hopefully we'll just deepen this dialogue. And the question, first question, what scares you most about being alone? How about you and I try to answer a couple of these. Mm -hmm. What scares you most about being alone?
0: Hmm, That's a good question. I, I almost feel like I have to answer this as if I've kind of been two different people. You know, because I think like sort of pre-recovery and then post-recovery. And so what I would have said maybe in pre-recovery, what scares me most about being alone is uh, just my inability to make any good decisions when I'm alone. In other words, all of my history before recovery just told me when I'm alone, I'm going to make a terrible decision. I'm going to do something that's (laughs) unhealthy for me. It's going to hurt somebody else, you know. And so there was like a fear of decision. And where did you get to now? I think where I'm at now, I I was even just trying to think of like, what does scare me from being alone? Cause I'm very comfortable with with being alone. Oh, wow. What a shift. I'm not saying that there's maybe no fears, but nothing immediately came to mind when you asked that question. What scares me now about being alone? Yeah. I think, well, I guess if I, if I pushed it a little bit, I would say, you know, I've, I've really developed some, wonderful relationships. Yeah. And so, like, if we're talking about alone and maybe not having some of those relationships, I would yeah. be like, ooh, that would that would hurt, you know, but not necessarily a fear of just being alone. Does that make sense?
1: Sure. So I would answer my failings. Mm. When my failings pop into my head, <laughs> I was watching... morning special and actress was on and she was saying well nobody told me when you turn 70 and you go to bed at night all your failings your brain loves to bring up everything you did in your life that was a big screw-up wrong decision bad choice should have gone right you went left should have picked a you picked b Mm -hmm. and uh, i got to thinking about that and it's about reminding ourselves of our failings Mm, that's good and that we have to have something to say when our brain really remembers a, a real stupid thing we did, and what can we do now and say now? Because that's the tormenting part, is mm-hmm. right? Every fail you, you ever made over a lifetime, your brain can bring it up at any time. Mm-hmm. And it loves to do it in the alone place. Now, when you're awake, you can go for a walk, right? You can right, do right. lots of things. When you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep is when the battle is on. That's true. So so what could you do in in a moment of quiet that would be healthy and smart and and good for you, we've just got about fifteen questions, and we're gonna bounce around so you know so
0: one thing that came to my mind when I saw that was just you know you you spoke of it earlier about this this kind of almost this disconnect between you know, I love God, but I hate me well i think I think a good thing to do when you're in the stillness and quiet is to go through and say. Wow, what does it what does it mean to be made in God's image? Like even mm. as an individual person here, I I bear the image of God, and and that's good. He said from the very beginning, man, it's very good that I made these creatures called humans. Mm. And so, could I just celebrate that? Could I worship God? Could I just maybe have a moment where you mentioned going on a walk? Sometimes yes. you know, walking and talking with God is is
1: a way to get still and quiet. And um, <laughs> and now you just led into my answer. I just start talking to God wherever I am, whatever I'm doing. Whatever my thought is, I say it out loud. Mm. Okay, God, I've got to run this air, and you got to help me with this. And, and I've got to not forget that. I've got to pick this up on my way home. And I'm just literally talking to God. God and I are on this long walk called life. And so when I'm alone, I just invite him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does it feel in your body when you're scared and alone what is your body where, what, what sensation do you
0: You get? know what it's interesting when you cuz when you mentioned about how when you're alone one of the things you can be afraid of is your failures I thought well you know what that happens to me too so now I do have an answer for that you know okay. like okay sometimes that comes up and I think I feel it I can feel it in my shoulders like there's a tension yeah. that starts to kind of come up in my shoulders like, oh, no, <laughs> what if, you just what just if that did, memory uh, comes up or what if that, uh, you know. And yes. so there is a sense in which I can carry some of that like stressful That's t- beautiful. anxiety in my Because one thing
1: we learned is our, it, our body keeps the score. There's a book. Call that and it, it stores it physically in your body and mine would be like attention mid-stomach like mm. oh no oh no that was a terrible thing and i love what you said old oh me new me yeah yeah because that's very helpful yeah the old guy used to think and do these things and the new guys do but you're the body will remember and you'll get a sensation of oh and it was beautiful you just did it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and there it is. The brain keeps memories. the body was there, so it stores it, and so you get this body sensation that's good. uh, what thought scares me? the worst when I'm alone? Ooh, what would be the worst and I guess we're talking about failing you know here's one thing that worst. I also
0: thought of that this question kind of brought up because well I, well, I have a certain ease when i'm when I'm alone there is, I will say this, what scares me the worst when I'm alone is, you know, we have a very real enemy, Satan. Mm. And one of his, you know, he only can do two things. He can tempt and he can accuse. Mm. And I think for me, there are times when I'm alone where he really pours on the accusation. Meaning like he might bring up, listen, you know, you think you're 24 years removed from all that crap that you did when you were, oh. in. and there's just this accusation that will come in, like, no, really, in yeah. your heart of hearts, you're still that despicable, perverted, you know. And so, I think sometimes in in the alone in aloneness, that can be really, you know, troublesome to my soul because, boy, those accusations come, yes, and it can feel like you're
1: just bombarded. So I would say as I've gotten older one fear is you're not ready. You're not ready to get old and fall apart. Do you have enough money saved? Are you ready, you know? Are you taking care of your health? Yeah. You better lose 20 more pounds, get ready. And then the other one would be you're not that good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people who are smarter than you and you you act like you know what you're talking about, but there are people that know so much. You're not that good. And that would be an old one, you know. Mm-hmm. And most of these or a lot of these are old childhood things that have been with us our whole lives
0: and notice how there's kind of a thread going through a lot of these that are associated with shame yes and and also then what what does that do then that attacks identity Exactly. Like, and so then that starts to kind of diminish our, uh, our understanding of our worth and our value. You know? So it's kind of like
1: there's themes in here yes, that kind of run through good. that. That's good. That's really good. Because identity, I mean, well, why, why do we go to church on Sunday, really? Why did God have us to get together once a week? Well, what is this sermon always about? Now somebody's going, baptism, salvation, Jesus, the cross. No, it's always about identity. It's Mm. always about identity. When you say God, then you go, well, okay, who's God to me? I'm the creation. Oh, that's identity, right? Mm -hmm. I don't care. Forgiveness, mercy, goodness, mission, purpose, life, it's all identity. Every Sunday is to remind you of your identity Mm -hmm. because that'll carry you the whole week if you remember who you are. And who he is. Exactly. And the mission and the purpose and the lower program and the higher program that we're all walking out Hmm. so every sunday get a refresher on your identity so you can go out there and fight the battles that's good yeah so what uh what happened in your past that that made a loan so scary (laughs) it's too funny i have to tell this story that's popped into my head My mom and dad are going somewhere. I'm supposed to be back at a certain time. We were playing. I I lost track of time. I come home. I think I'm like nine, eight. I'm young. Okay, nine. And they're just going to run over to the church for an hour or something and come back. And so they leave me. They just go, he'll be fine. He's with his friends. He's doing whatever. I come home. The house is dark. I don't want to go in the dark house because I'm scared of the dark. So I stay out. I thought, if I go in there and turn a light on, but what if somebody's in there, You know, the boogeyman's going to get me. So I sit on the driveway between the street and the house, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm crying. Mm. And a couple of widow women live across the street together, two sisters, the King sisters. They come over and say, Would you like to come over and get some cookies and milk? It's like... <gasps> And I just went, and sat on their porch. Oh, I had a great man. time. But being alone and not safe, and can I take care of myself? Is is there a terrible, dark enemy that's about to overtake me? Am I equipped for this battle called life? I'm mm-hmm. little. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, I had a little bit of a similar story. That this question, you know, about what happened in my past that makes alone so scary. Um, and I think this particular instance made it seem to me like if i 'm alone, I am on my own, meaning Ooh. i got to just take care of everything myself, which by the way sidebar and, and for any of you listeners that don 't know this, I have issues with control <laughs> <laughs> I think there 's deep roots in this going back to loneliness so I was at oh, that's there were several connection. weeks in, there were several weeks in a row at church where i was and I was young too I was maybe you know nine ten years old, and I was uh you know dilly-dallying after church and kept getting late to the car Mm. to go home well one sunday i get to where the car should have been and it was gone and my parents just my family just left so i just i just rather than doing so i just started walking home it's about five miles you know and and about halfway home my uh my one of my cousins that was older than me, he was driving his pickup by. and He's like, John, what, are you, what is it you need to ride home? And so I hopped in the car. And I get home, and my my family's already around the dinner table. I walk in, nobody says a word, and I'm just thinking, okay, that's it, that's weird. Okay, so basically, I know what the the lesson was trying to teach me. Yeah. But kind of the way I talk it, what it what it what I took from it was, guess what. You're gonna have to just figure it all out on your own. So alone, like, so I was scared of. I think from that there was times where I was scared of being alone because it was like it's all on you. You've got to make all the decisions. You've got to figure it out. You've got to, you know, solve your own problems, kind of a thing. And
1: but I can hear that coming out. That is the theme, right? Yeah, you carry a lot of weight, and who can you lean on? And you got to fix this thing. And I mean, every adult, I think, sort of. Has some of what you're talking about.
0: I think we're Uh, yeah. I think we all you know as as we're going through this, and this is what I encourage the listeners and viewers to do is is walk with this, walk with us through this. Yes. Ask these questions of yourself, and you might start to also discover some of these themes that we're we're talking about in our own lives. Of like, man, these things have roots way back into our histories that can still have implications today. Right. Mm, Yes. Absolutely. Like, Like even just the fact that I made that connection of going, you know what. I know that some of my issues of wanting to be able to make decisions, be in control, be a leader, all that, it's, it can be stemming from that idea of like, oh, guess what? I was left on my own? Okay, got to figure it out.
1: Right. And fear, you know? the very fear yeah. that right, you got to figure it out. Nobody's really going to be there, yeah. right? When you think about it, you can't count on others. And mm-hmm. so I better figure it out. That's good. So what could you do that would be healthy when you're alone? What are some healthy behaviors? So I said, go for a walk, or always be talking to God, or you could, you know, listen to music that builds you up and encourages you. There's a lot of healthy things we can do instead of just sit in the alone, or always have to run away from it, run yeah. away fast.
0: Like I love, I, I, I love to read. So if I've got oh. something that I really want to read that's interesting to me, um, there may be a project. Like sometimes, like I, I know a few years ago during during COVID. Um, it's funny because there's all these things that I built on our property and I call them my COVID projects because it was like everybody was kind of alone, you know, at that at point. Home, um, yeah. And so but building this whole outside deck and everything, so much of that time was I, I did it alone. And it was great. I mean, there's like there was a physical activity. Yes. I could be having a conversation with God. I could be
1: listening to music or whatever, and just and being physically engaged, your whole body yeah. working and yeah. thinking and building and sweating. And there was and...
0: never a time when I was doing that project where I was like, oh, I'm all alone. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I was enjoying it. I was having a great
1: time. You know. <laughs> That's good. Uh, how could you slow yourself down and be better in the alone place? Because we go fast. And it's automatically trained into us, and it's alone and scary. And, Ray, we just shift from one, from being okay to not okay, just that fast. How could we slow it down, pause? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not as good at this as I would like to be. And it's, when
0: I say this, you're going to be like, that's so simple. How can you not be good at that? But uh, breathing. Mm. It's, it's amazing to me yeah. how many times when I will take a moment to say, can I take 10 deep breaths? That's good. You know, in through yeah. the nose, out through the mouth. And it's like, yes. it's amazing how that just sort of slows your whole system, kind of resets your mind. And, yes. But it's such a simple thing, but I don't do it enough, you know. And yet it's, it's something that I think is very good to slow down. Breathing mm. is absolutely necessary, right? But I think yes. most of us, when it comes to just day in, day out, we're what I call shallow breathers. Like it's just we're taking quick breaths and we're just going right. on with our day. And when you just
1: go... Yes. And hold the moment.
0: There's a sense in which, oh my goodness, that kind Mm. of a breath, you have to slow down for it. You can't do that fast.
1: And so I think that's one thing. And deep and quiet and still and hold. And just doing that reminds you that you can manage your body you can manage your breathing, you can manage your body and if you can manage your body, you can manage the moment with this body and, and sometimes and the thoughts that I'll be having when I'm doing that is I, it's
0: like I want to breathe in truth I want to breathe in grace I want to breathe in you know yeah. Christ but then I also I want to breathe out lies I want to breathe out shame I want to breathe out so it's kind of like there's I can even be thinking in kind of an exchange way of going, hey I want to breathe in all that God has for me, but I want to breathe out all the stuff that is not supposed oh, to rem- that's remain in my system. Yes.
1: You know? And, you know, I think about it as we've grown into adults. We have adult skills, but most of our fears are like kid fears. Oh, yeah. They're old and automatic, and they've been there a long time, and they used to scare us, and they can still scare us. And it's like, how do you use your adult self and the Holy Spirit and your adult self, you know, and do some spiritual and emotional work where the kid could only do survival.
0: I used to think, uh, certainly pre recovery, but even early on in recovery, I used to kind of think, and this was, it was such a silly idea, this whole idea of inner child. You know, I just thought, isn't that something that's kind of that psycho weird <laughs> stuff? And, and I am at, you know, I'm turning 50 next year. I'm fully convinced at this point in my life. Inner child is a real thing (laughs) (laughs) because we all do have like a child self. And there's a part of it that there's that man, there's been a lot of wounds and a lot of you know, uh, immaturity and all that. But there's a part of it that's beautiful and innocent. And I think that's the part that God is saying. There's a reason why I, I think God never calls us in scripture the adults of God. (laughs) <laughs> we're the children of God. <laughs> and he says, let the children come. There's a child likeness. There's there, this innocence, yes, And I think good. when we, if we can get to that place when we're alone, and it doesn't, then there's something fun about it. There's it doesn't something... say
1: unless you become like an adult. Right. <laughs> you know, unless you become like a child, you cannot, you shall not enter the kingdom of God. Right. So the other thing is that, you know, I'm a spirit and a body and a soul. Right. And so what if I took my spirit or myself, I think myself and my spirit are the same, if I took my spirit and the Holy Spirit and Jesus, and the, what if we all got together in the alone place? What mm. if it was really a meeting room for myself, whatever I, I have, because in my, in my thinking, I have a soul program where the damage is in my soul, bad programming, but I'm a spirit that loves God. And if, if the spirit goes to the Holy Spirit, we're good. If the spirit goes to the soul program, not so good. Mm. So if in the alone place I take my spirit to my soul and say, help me, it's got all the pain, the wounds, the fear, the doubts. But if I take my spirit with the Holy Spirit, by Jesus, the angel, anybody else who wants to sit in this meeting with me, then the alone place can be really a spiritual like temple. Mm -hmm. and where we can hear things we wouldn't have heard and we can quiet ourselves and we can park the old program it's not really working that well
0: yeah and i think that's part of how uh again getting back to us have been being made in god's image right is there's a sense in which in god himself the one god there's this community of father son and and spirit Right. right so when when he connects with us we have a similar type of connection in other words I am I may be alone physically, but I'm never truly, totally ad, a, abandoned or alone in the yeah. sense of, like, no one is with me. God yeah. is with me. And so I like that idea of, of remembering that, because sometimes if we do get, like, so focused on, on our soul and all that brokenness, we can start to think. We are completely and totally alone in the sense that even God is not with us or near us
1: right we caught up in it our body remembers right and yeah. our thinking is bad and what are we going to do with this self i need some some salve i need something and you know we we're talking about from the past what if you didn't get much attention in the past and and you seek attention but there are times when you're not getting attention mm-hmm. what, what or you got neglected and you were left alone because I think that's where a lot of the alone comes from. In the, when we were kids, if we're left alone with our own thinking and we've got to figure things out, too much alone.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's very important at this point that we're careful in how we say some things. At least I want to be careful in how I say some things because I do believe this all comes back to identity. Yes. And if I truly know who I am in Christ as an image bearer of God, yes. then there is a, there's a strength and stability and security in my whole being, meaning like it doesn't matter what's happening circumstantially. That mm-hmm. being said, I think God does uh, commission us as agents of that message mm-hmm. to each other, meaning it's not something that I am to totally – Process and work out separate Even
1: from the, the identity, from message. the community
0: of others. Yeah, because here's the thing: I think sometimes when we say to people, like I can think of a couple people right now that are single and really struggle with loneliness. Yeah, and if they were to hear us, hear, hear me say something like, "Listen, it's really just about knowing your identity," and when you know your identity, there's total security, and it doesn't matter what's happening yeah. around you, they can take that and it just crushes their spirit because they can seem like. I've been praying to God. I've tried, you know, I yeah. I I've been in my closet, you know, praying to God and all this kind of stuff. And and that's why I think our our ability to be alone well is not totally separated from us having a community that can say Brother, yes, you are a valuable I son see. of God, mm. and I want to speak that into you with eyeballs that you can see, with a, a, a voice you can hear yeah, audibly. And hands that can and, touch exactly. and pat you, yes. So I, I hope we can make a connection there that when we're talking about even being okay mm. with being in the alone place, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it's not
1: our permanent dwelling place.
0: No. So no it's a we part need community,
1: of. yeah. So I guess the point of this talk is we all have to do alone work. Right. Right. You got programming in childhood that's scary and we have failures in our past, and then people will tell us you're stupid, you're dumb, what's the matter with you? And and they'll wound us in the present and and then you go to be alone and what are you gonna do? And so the challenge of today is to do your alone work. Yeah. pay attention to the alone place dig into it sort of organize it clean it up and use your spiritual tools your emotional tools use your physical tools use all your tools to help you so that alone can shift from this uh, overwhelming tormenting place where it's just the worst of the worst to No, all that's been brought under submission. Mm -hmm. It's a story. It's an old story. And I love the way you started the old me and the new me. Mm -hmm. That's part of the old program, the old me. I'm walking in a new man, new vision, new identity, new spiritual strength and tool and resources. So don't forget to do your alone work. It's part of living well. Yeah.
0: And I think the outcome as we wrap up here is that you will start to experience just a rest and a peace in your soul and even in your body Yes, because you're not striving. You're not trying to perform. You're not trying to impress. You're not trying to, you know, all of that. And so we want to encourage you definitely take whatever your next best step is on doing this alone work. And we'd love to walk alongside you in this. Um, And so we're, we're always grateful for you. Thank you for being uh, with us on this journey. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio Program. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.